Sports American Soccer now in 10 or 15 minutes. I'm John Arnold, joined with a full panel today, and yes, listeners, the rumors are true. It's a Godcast. Out on the West Coast, joining us, it's American Soccer Now Editor-in-Chief John Godfrey. How's it going, John? It's going well. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Well, the other guy he's referring to is in New York. Surprise, surprise, listeners, it's Noah Davis. Hello, Noah. Hey, I'm here. I'm back. He's always here. And we always have this show where we do three categories revealing prompts, prompts revealing uh, uh, discussions and opinions from our panelists. They go back and forth for about 10 or 15 minutes, and we wrap it all up. You've got other things to do, probably, and hopefully you'll enjoy this 10 or 15 minutes of your life. Guys, the three categories today are Beach Boys, Snoop Dogg, and Childish Gambino. Beach Boys, Snoop Dogg, and Childish Gambino. What's the common thread here? They all have songs about... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry, I interrupted, sorry. No, I thought you had a guess. You were just yelling. Uh, They all have songs about going to California, just like a lot of American outlaws and other supporters will be doing when the U.S. faces Serbia in San Diego. And Godfrey, you'll be there too. I'll let you pick first. Beach Boys, Snoop Dogg, Charles Gambino. Gotta be Beach Boys. I'm a San Diego boy. I spent my summers at the beach, and I'm heading down to Qualcomm, so let's do the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. The Beach Boys wanted them all to be California girls. American soccer fans want all their players to be Christian Pulisic. The Wonder Kids signed an extension to stay at Borussia Dortmund until 2020, presumably keeping in the in the Bundesliga and away from former coach Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool for at least the next three, four years. Godfrey, was this the right decision? And how does the star midfielder's club situation reflect on his national team position? It was absolutely the right decision. I was thrilled to see it. He's 18. I mean, he doesn't need to get into that swirl of of transfer talk and going into the, the into the Premier League and facing all of the the tabloid nonsense that goes with that, he's in a great spot. He's in one of the uh, I don't know top twenty teams in the world. I'd say pretty easily, uh, maybe not this year, but generally speaking, they're they're up there. Huge platform for him, huge crowds, huge opportunity on a very good team. So there's no reason for him to to sort of push to go to Liverpool or Arsenal or Manchester United. The thing is, with this contract, if somebody really wants him, if he continues on this crazy trajectory he's on, and he uh, it becomes a, a target for one of those you know top five clubs in the world, that's great. He's under a contract. Dortmund will get compensated. He can still move on. But I think this provides him with stability uh, on the uh, on his club on the club front. And I think with uh, Bruce Arena in charge of the national team, he's going to have a quite a bit of stability on the, on, the, on the international front as well. I think it's a perfect move, and I'm thrilled to see it. Yeah, I, I think it's great, too. Uh, I think, as John said, stability is an important thing. I mean, you know, he has a good system at Dortmund. His father is, a, I think he's the U10 coach or U12 coach there and lives with him and, you know, can, can help him out. Um, and also, Dortmund, I think, you know, people, they always say it's, it's a great club, and, and it is. I mean, their senior team is great, but they're one of the best clubs in the world in terms of developing young talent. And, uh, you know, he's had, he's had a lot of success for a young guy, but he's still, he's only 18, so there still is a lot of development that can come along there. And I think you give him, you know, a couple more years. I mean, he's going to be, I don't know if he's going to be 22 when the time this contract runs out. So there's certainly, you know, assuming he continues to progress or even stays at the same level and, and doesn't get injured. I mean, there's plenty of time for him to go to other clubs as well. I think, I think it, this is great. It's, it's a win-win for Dortmund and, and for him. I think the fact that his, you know, dad and his, his kind of family support system has been there, Godfrey has been a big part of, of his success and probably a big reason that he feels comfortable with the club, right? 
And it would make sense. I mean, continuity is important. You know, you, we see it so many times with players bouncing around, especially during this January window. Uh, the grass is always greener somewhere else, right? Mm. But you go to a new situation, and all of a sudden, you don't know anybody. You you don't have you haven't built up that equity with the coaching staff. Uh, it, it's it's you never know. It can be a good thing or a bad thing. But Borussia Dortmund, it's like he he knows what's there, and they made him an offer that apparently was acceptable. Why mess with it? Just stick around, and uh, it's a great place to be. And, you know, every time I turn uh, Dortmund on on a Saturday morning, he seems to either start or get some significant time as a sub. He's, he couldn't be in a better spot, and it seems like it's a sustainable spot as well, which is, is great to see. Wanted to be happy about, according to our panelists, if you are a U.S. soccer fan as far as Christian Pulis' situation. Let's see if the good times continue. If we pick up some good vibrations from Noah. What's your next category, Snoop or Childish Gambino? Uh, Childish Gambino, man. I'm a big, big Glover fan. Me too, man. You're young and relevant, I can tell. Uh, the funky new it album from true. Donald Glover features a song about a woman who wants to move to California. Maybe, maybe Emerson Hyman will sign that LAFC deal later in his career, but right now he's up and running in Glasgow with Rangers. Midfielder had an assist in his debut. Can the Dallas, Texas native do enough to break into the senior top U.S. national team this year? Noah, will that Rangers move be a big deal? Uh, no. I think it's good that he's playing. Um, you know, I, I U.S. is a good tradition at Rangers, but I, I just don't think there's a whole lot of room on the U.S. team at this point for making changes and adding players and stuff like that. Um, I don't think Hyman is quite there in terms of a guy you want. There is certainly some room in the U.S. midfield, I think, for some for some changes and things like that, but I, I just don't see it this year. I think he's still a little too young and a little too... An experience needs a little more time, uh, but I think it's a I think it's a good move for him to get the playing time. That's for sure. He's only twenty, uh, so there's certainly going to be I think you know if he continues on this progression, a chance for him to break in. Godfrey, is that chance in 2017? I think the Gold Cup maybe. It's going to depend on how the next few uh, text qualifiers go. If Arena writes the ship, and I I think he will, and maybe the U.S. Uh, gets gets a point down at a uh, at uh, Azteca in June, and all of a sudden, Gold Cup staring us in the face. It could be that you know Emerson gets a an audition at the Gold Cup this summer. I think that would be a great opportunity to see where he's at. But bottom line is, sitting on the bench at Bournemouth is pointless. He has an opportunity now in, in Scotland to to get some playing time, to build up his resume, build up his confidence, and that could lead to something interesting in, in next season. For I, I, you still Bournemouth property, I believe. That he could, uh, you know, build up a resume, build up a, a case for some meaningful playing time in the Premier League next year. So I think it's a great move. I, I don't think it's going to change the trajectory of of uh, the U.S. men's national team this year. But if, if it leads to an opportunity to play alongside some other central midfielders in the summer, then great, we'll take it. No, we're talking about two guys who are really young and went to Europe really young uh, in, in Pulisic and Heinemann. You look at Heinemann, you know, he's getting minutes in, I think it was 2014 with Fulham, um, by 17 or 18, you know, and then he's sort of seen his career kind of ebb and flow since then. He's still only 20. He's still exceptionally young. Uh, I guess what I'm what I'm wondering is what you think about players. It, it seems like this is what we've always wanted, right, is these young American players to go over to Europe as quickly as possible and find minutes, whether that be with the club that they are, you know, that uh, has their rights, whether they're on loan. 
Do you understand what I'm getting? I guess it, it seems like we're maybe getting to somewhere where we've wanted to get to in American soccer for a long time, where we have these very young players seeing minutes in Europe, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think that the thing about those two guys you have to be careful with, though, is, you know, they both had really incredible coaches in their families who yeah. I think, yeah. you know, could make sure that they got into the best situations when they were six, eight, ten. I mean, that's the thing that's going to change U.S. soccer is that those kids, when they're that young, are going to be are going to be coached even so, better. And I think. Well, so how do we know, do that with kids who maybe don't have? Uh, a, well, a, I, I think I think uh, it's coming. And I, I, remark. You know, I think you're seeing at the younger levels the coaching every year. The coaching gets a little bit better. So I think I think it is coming. It's it's something that you can't make happen overnight because the country's too big. There are too many coaches who don't know what they're doing. Um, I, I do think that they've made a vast amounts of strides, but you also you can't turn a kid who's six into a kid who's twelve without waiting for six years. You know, so it's going to take time. Even if there are a thousand six-year-olds right now who are getting phenomenal coaching, it's going to take time for them to be teenagers. You're absolutely right. That's a very funny uh, statement. That yes, you can't turn a six-year-old into a twelve-year-old without waiting for six years. Uh, let's turn this podcast into the final uh, portion. Well, that wasn't as good a transition as I usually do. Final category is Snoop Dogg. I know some of you think. Hey, wait a second, he's the wrong song. No, you're forgetting about California Rolls. Snoop Dogg knows how California Rolls, and the USMNT is rolling down the five, like you guys say in California, the five, for a friendly. Uh, some players are out because of injury. Godfrey, what do we need to see from this first friendly match, the first time in Bruce Arena's uh, tenure part two? What do we need to see from this friendly? Do we need a win? Do we need to see good performances? A little of both? Neither? What are you hoping to see on Sunday when you go down there? Well, I'll be listening to... Katy Perry's California Girls, which features a Snoop Dogg uh, oh, rap, so yeah. appearance. So I'm bringing it all together with a California angle. Wow. Um, I, I think U.S. has to expect and want and crave a win from a PR perspective, from a from a from a media narrative. So yes, the end result it'd be nice to get a victory, uh, but really what matters is how they play and how how it looks. Are they playing as a team? Are they playing with a, a skip in their step? Uh, the last few times under Klinsman, it was kind of like no one seemed to want to be there. It was just this, this malaise that seemed to affect uh, the whole team, and it was just it was just it was embarrassing to look at. I remember tweeting during the Costa Rica match that this is it, Klinsman's done, and it turned out that was the case. Just they didn't they didn't seem to care. They failed the eyeball test. I I think on the 29th down at Qualcomm. It's all about the eyeball test. Are, are they playing as a team? Has Arena figured out something Clemson can never figure out, which is how to create a midfield that people like uh, work together instead of working against one another? I mean, that's, to me, the biggest problem uh, under Clemson's tenure was you have Jermaine Jones and Michael Bradley. They're both automatic starters when they're healthy, but they never seem to be on the same page. If, if Arena can figure that out, that would be an amazing first step, and uh, hopefully it's the kind of thing that we'll see down there on the 29th. Some enthusiasm and some cohesion is what Godfrey wants to see. Noah, what do we need to see from these friendlies in your opinion? Uh, I don't know. I think a team that plays for each other rather than sort of playing. They weren't really playing individually, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, you think about the best U.S. teams in the past, and they played, you know, they were more they were more than the sum of their parts. And I think under Klinsman, the parts were better than they'd ever been, and the sum was was less than. Uh, so I, I think you'd like to kind of see, you know, a team that, yeah, I think cohesion is a good word. Uh, I think I'd like to see a team that plays a little bit of joy. They looked, you know, pretty miserable. I, I just think 
reflecting on the whole Clinton era, I mean, they never really seemed, everyone just sort of seemed on edge, like, the whole time. And no matter, when the, when things were going well, they seemed nervous. When things were going poorly, poorly they seemed even worse and more defensive. Um, you know, I think with any coach, you're going to get sort of a... a uh, freeing a little bit, but and I think Arena is a good guy for that. Um, you know, I'd like to see them win too. That would be fun. Yeah, I think that that's exactly what U.S. fans should be hoping for. A bit of a, you know, it's a friendly, right? And of course, we all know you, you don't actually need to win the friendly. It's more important how you play, et cetera, et cetera. But if they had, if they win and they had fun doing it, honestly, it's sort of like a youth team, right? Like, like when you're coaching, like six or seven year olds like go out there have fun it would be cool if we win but as long as there's a smile on your face and the result is reasonable hooray like mission accomplished I, i'm not saying that that should be the u.s's development strategy for six seven and eight year olds i think we've gotten that covered as well but i'm just saying you know a little bit of fun maybe a win i think it would be uh, nice and go a long way toward getting people back on the bruce arena uh bandwagon well back on the u.s national team bandwagon maybe bruce arena is the guy to do it I'm going to ramble a little less here and wrap it up. Godfrey, always a pleasure to have you. We'll make sure to read all your stuff on AmericanSoccerNow.com about the game. Thanks for joining. My pleasure. And Noah, good to see you as well. I love it, John. Listener, always a pleasure. You know that we appreciate your iTunes reviews and stuff, but quite frankly, we really don't pay that much attention to that. We just appreciate having you around, and we're glad you chose to hang out with us. Hope you do it again next week when we talk about whatever happens in that friendly, the next one the U.S. is going to play, and anything else American soccer on American Soccer Now in 10 or 15 minutes. Take care.